You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well met, fellow adventurers. I've I've come to the village of Hawklaw, as you often do, and there's a new message here. Start starting along the village's main thoroughfare, you're suddenly and inexplicably overcome by a strange, unsettling feeling, as if you're somehow able to sense that something is about to change. Forever. And so that's, and that, that, that's it. <laughs> if something's about to change, both you know, look around the village, or I leave the village and come back. Actually, I know it's when you leave the village and come back, something changes. Not going to reveal what it is. But for now, stop. Oh dear. Something has happened in Hawklaw. I hoped I would have hoped I would have time to prepare, but I did not. It's just those words. This whole section. A chill wind sweats off the slopes of the mighty Fuddering Range, howls as it tears through the hard hills. The days and nights in the kingdom's remote southwestern region are now haunted by the frozen silence of the season. Winter has settled in across the North Portlands. In an ever-deepening blanket of crisp white snow, an ever-deepening blanket of crisp white snow now covers the village of Hawklaw. 
making your way along Corklaw's snowbound thoroughfare, past many of the village's more familiar sights, you begin to wonder why little of the recent snowfall has been cleared. As you draw near to the centre of the village, you suddenly realise the windows of the stone-backed tavern and the hills fleet in are dark. Oh no. What? The cut. Even the storm didn't close the stone-backed tavern. Despite the frigid weather that now grips the region, no smoke issues from the chimneys of any of the nearby buildings. Looking in all directions along the broad concourse, you can see no prints save your own in the freshly fallen covering of snow. It's as if the village has been deserted. Oh no! What, what happened here? Where's Candles the cat? Suddenly, partially obscured behind the snow-laden gusts of winter's breath that tear mercilessly along the thoroughfare, you spot a tall, thin, rigid figure moving in your direction. For a moment, the wind subsides, and a veil of white concealed the figure's slow, but stealthy approach, but steady approach, suddenly lifts. Your heart skips a beat. Striding through the knee-deep blanket of snow. In silent motion in harmony with the unnerving quiet of the deserted village. Is a lone Opawak. As the sinister wood and iron being advances on you. Equip his what? A thousand dark and unsettling thoughts flood your mind. Immediately realise the hidden danger this lone minion of Cortel likely represents, and the gruesome fate that may have already befallen the people of Hawklaw. With your heart pounding, your rage building, you step forward to engage your silent, fearless foe. I am fighting... An Okawak. He swipes at you with iron-tipped wooden limbs. Oh, your omidor's oaken wad suddenly emits a blazing green glow. And it is stunned. It is still stunned. Now it's not stunned anymore. But I managed to get it before its combat strategies could adapt. Because it was stunned for quite a while. 6 XP. You step back from the pile of splintered wood and twisted iron, now lying in the snow at your feet. You glance quickly in all directions, half expecting to find an entire legion of the deadly, magical beings advancing on you. But the village around you is silent and still. Despite your immediate relief at the absence of any further ogre rock, Realise your next task must be to explore Hawklaw and determine what has happened here. Nothing stirs in Hawklaw. 
A grim silence hangs over the dark and deserted snowbound village. Standing near the village centre, next to the splintered remains, the lone oak rod you've encountered. You, you carefully survey the unsettling scenario into which you've been thrust as you prepare to plot your next move. So I can investigate most of the major locations in Hawklaw. There's a few you can't, but all, all are, I can investigate. The Merchant Isle, the Smithy, the Stoneback Tavern, Hillsfleet Inn, the Village Council Building, the Stables, the Church, and the Residence of Umlar the Sage. Might as well start at the top. Visit the Merchantile. The moment you step into the Merchantile, the sound of movement from every corner of the dark, frigid structure reaches your ears and fills you with dread. Striding silently out of the shadows on all sides, swiftly moving to surround you are eleven ochre rocks. You quickly find yourself engaged in a brutal fight for survival against a menacing legion of wood and iron beings. Okay, there's eleven of them. This is the first. Just going to quick combat the lot of them. Because once you've fought one Oterok, you've fought one ten left now. You swiftly find yourself confronted by another of the silent minions of Coratel. Okay, nine XP. Nine left. And... You quickly find yourself confronted by the sinister minions of Coratel. Suddenly, you catch sight of a thin figure moving through the shadows on the far side of the womb. The figure thrusts a frail arm out towards the Otorok, and the wooden iron being immediately adopts a faint golden glow. In a blink of an eye, the shadowy figure vanishes without a trace. It's a glowing ochre right. I guess I'm standing in the doorway or something. Or just in front of the doorway. So there's no way of more than... There's no way they can actually swarm me. Because the door's in the way. Especially if, say, this, this, this shop has a little porch. Which is where you can't... Which is only one ochre right wide. Yeah, I mean, you could perfectly imagine situations where only one at a time can come out. But other times, not so much. You kind of have to stretch things. But this time, it's pretty easy to imagine. There's eight left. Going to fight this glowing Otorok manually. Swipes at you. It's adapted its combat strategies to match yours. Ah, now it is stunned. By the, by the, it is stunned by the wand. It tries to stun me, but it can't. Can't attack this round. Oh, oh, that's I only took up. Strikes you the staggering blow. Your body and spirit hope you avoid being stunned. I was stunned. Oh, it's a toughie. I'm going to use. 
the 20s. Keep bashing to stunned again. But I'm not getting anything out of these stunnings. Ah, oh, I'm nearly defeated. Hand of healing. Hand of healing, hand of healing, hand of healing, hand of healing. Okay, keeps it stunned. And it is slain. 10 XP. The Otorok crumbles into a heap of splintered wood and twisted iron at your feet. You know what? I'm just going to do quick combat because it seems that when I quit combat, my quick combat guy is better at this than I am. Alright, seven left. Quick combat. Once again, you have to heal after pretty much every fight. Six left. This one's a glowing one. It's tougher. God, how's it so tough? I mean, I got the wand. And it's still just taking me down. No problem. Use the Neville Energy Blast. And another one. There. And it is slain. Okay. Quick combat that one. No, there's. We're drawing closest to the end of this one. Four left. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. I'm not. I'm gonna have to go somewhere else to heal. It's another glowing ozo up. Oop, got that one down. Heal once more. Yes, having to heal after every fight. Yes, even that one. And that was a very mild one. Here it is. It's the last one. Quick combat. 9 XP and 1024 experience to general. As the last of the Otorok staggers and then crumbles to the ground at your feet, you step back and survey the interior of the mercantile. Despite the brutal melee that took place here, the structure itself has suffered little damage. As you prepare to make a quick search of the merchantile, you spot something moving through the shadows to your left. A frail, bent man, his body wrapped tightly in a warm black cloak, and his drawn face portray portraying weariness, steps into view and regards you with an emotionless stare. Clutched in his bony hands is a long wooden staff. A word of caution! If I might, he says in a low, trembling voice. I don't know how to make a voice tremble. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> you now stand in open defiance of he who has seen fit, at this point, to reserve final judgment on your perceived insolence. You would show great wisdom if you were to stand aside and not hinder a march you have no hope in, hope in altering. Man, you may certain, based on what was told you by Woodbury, is going to allow us, swirls the tip of his staff, and the next instant has vanished into thin air. You maintain a guarded posture for several minutes, in the event that a treacherous, treacherous maze might return, but he does not. 
to checking over your gear, you embark on a careful search of the premises. A thorough search of the merchantile turns up nothing of any additional interest, and no clues regarding the faint of the missing villagers. Determined to yet liberate Hawklaw and get to the bottom of the sinister business, you turn and make your way back outside. Okay, I'm going to travel to High Meadow. Oh no, no, that's not it. I need some place with a quick heal. Colinia? No. Miles Wood, is that it? Yeah. Okay, Miles Wood is the nearest place with, with the safe spot. If I don't... No, no, I've been looking there. I still haven't done the Bat Cave. That will have to be another adventure at some point. But first, Hawklaw's in some deep trouble. Next up is the Smithery. The moment you step into the Smithery, the sound of movement from every corner, the dark, frigid structure reaches your ears and fills you with dread. Striding silently out of the shadows on all sides, swiftly moving to surround you, are 15 Okarok. You quickly find yourself engaged in a brutal fight for survival against the, against the menacing legion of wood and iron beings. Here's the first one. Slain. Heal. 14 left. The figure appears and makes it a golden glowing one. Gonna have to quick combat that. Oh dear. Even though it's stunned. I managed I managed to slay it, but it took most of my health off. So I've got to do a lot of healing. Because these are shockingly tough. Remember, I'm in a I'm in a way better state than than most people than people were when it was first released. And when I first released it, I didn't even I didn't even know how to get to get that reward, so I was yeah, I had it really hard the first time. But you can bash it. What happens? Alright, ten left. I'm gonna yeah. Nine left. Here's a glowing Otorok. One of eight left. Quick combat that nope, that doesn't work. Oh the Otorok is stunned. I don't do anything because you need a plus 11. Gonna heal myself in combat. What happens if I flee? You fled from combat. You turn and attempt to flee from the smithy, narrowly dodging two well-placed swipes from your silent foe. Pick a number. Bonus of 49. 20 from agility, 10 from luck, 19 from thievery. Need... 
65 or more. Success. With a remarkable display of agility, you manage to escape from the smithy. Much to your, dis to your relief, you have not been followed. I mean, it's very lucky for me that none of these people have read up the first, pretty much the first thing you learn about military strategy is don't divide your forces for no reason. Make your enemy do that. Threaten loads of little places all at once with random waves that probably just pop in, shoot a few, blow off a few things and disappear. But you concentrate your forces as much as you can so they can be a big hammer that can just sweep through everything in your path. Or in other words, make Doomstack armies. They work, but of course, the disadvantage of Doomstack army is anything that's if someone attacks not near your Doomstack, then they can just run amok in your back. Run amok behind your lines and just wreck your entire economy. And your, all your logistics. And then suddenly you can't feed your Doomstack army. And that's probably the biggest problem with Doomstack armies is feeding them. Because especially before... I think it was probably around about the Napoleonic period. That people, you know, actually thought of, oh yeah, let's send food with the army so they can eat. Yeah, but I mean, before then, most of the time was, um, we'll just rob some villages on the way? Well, well, of course, was different. They had logistics. Or just steal every damn thing in the entire country. Even if it's your own country! Yes. Yes, because honestly, in, in the old times... Having an having when if you had an army running around your country, it didn't actually make much difference whether it was your army or an enemy army. <laughs> They'll both just steal everything that isn't nailed nailed down, so they can feed the thing. Yes, until you know, people reinvented logistics. You know, so the army could you know fight rather than having to spend half their time half their time split up and feeding them feeding themselves and then quarter their time dealing with all the brick all the bandits and gorillas that all their thievery had caused and the rest of the time getting diseases and with only a little slipper of time to actually fight Okay, uh, I'll go back to Miles Wood. Heal. Yep, Miles Wood is where I'm going to be healing now. Here's the smithy. Oh good, at least I'm keeping the progress I made. There's only eight left. So, it's not 
too. It's not not hard hard. It's just a bit of a grind, I guess. Except except these glowing ones. That you can sometimes sneak up on you. Can't just quit. There's five left. Four left. Heal once more. Three left. That's a glowing one. Still slain. 10 XP. Since they become scaled, they're all going to give a roundabout. They're all going to give the same XP from the difficulty bonus, more or less. But then there'll be whatever bonus you get from their, I guess what I call narrative difficulty, which is the bonus that they get you're just fighting them regardless of how difficult they are. And it was the XP that was in place before they added the bonus for the difficulty was a few months back. Okay, here's the final one. It is slain. Yep, there we are. The smithery will now be cleared out. Which is probably a good place. Oh, what, what happened to my connection? Hey, that's not supposed to happen. Bad internet. Bad, bad internet. There we are. 9 XP. Another 1,024 experience to general. As the last of the Ultrarock staggers and then crumples to the ground at your feet, you step back and survey the interior of the smithy. Despite the brutal melee that took place here, the structure itself has suffered little damage. You search through the smithy, takes a green turn. We discover the body of Nell. Hawklaw's trusty blacksmith sprawled out on the floor at the back of the shop. Before you, you even stoop at his size, you realise Nell is dead. A victim of the Silent Legion that swiftly and brutally invaded what has always been his sanctuary. He's dead. I mean, I, I was vaguely acquainted with him. I know. He, he's been in the game since the very beginning. You fold your arms across his chest. And bid the smithy a sad farewell, vowing that his death will one day be avenged. With a heavy heart, and more determined than ever to see the last of the Ultrug, driven from the village, you turn and make your way back outside. Alright, next up, once again, going to pop down to Miles Wood for a quick heal. Hawklaw again. Yes, I don't know how long me popping to Miles Wood actually takes for Zoop. It could, could well, but I assume... It looks, it looks from it like most of the people fled. Because otherwise, I'd have found a lot more bodies. Unless they all gathered in a few places. Now, I think there are few places this could be. This could be the tavern or the church. Because those would be the two biggest places in Hawklaw. Because they're the places which are supposed to hold everyone. 
And also the tavern has booze. And I mean, if you're going to be besieged by monstrous wooden automatons, you probably want some booze. If only to make Molotov cocktails with. Yeah, investigate the Stoneback Tavern. The moment you step into the tavern, the sound of movement for every corner of the dark, frigid structure reaches your ears and fills you with dread. Silently striding out of the shadows on all sides, swiftly moving to out surround you, are 24 Otorok, who quickly find yourselves engaged in a brutal fight for survival against the menacing legion of wood and iron beings. Once again, I'm going to quick combat, that's number one. Number two, this one's glowing, it's number three, I need to take that one down, right, heal from that, 21 left, heal, 20 left, and heal, 19 left, definitely heal from that, Quick combat. Glowing Ultrox 17 left. It's nearly done before I was driven out of quick combat because I'm close to death. That's just how it works. Finish it off with a quick stone 20s. That's which are being rebuilt during the quick battles. Right, 16 left. Okay, that's a third of them down. 15 left. I mean, if, there, if we didn't have the glowing ones, this would be a lot easier. Because I can usually... I can take down the the regular ones, but nope. Here comes a glowing one, halfway through. The figure thrusts a frail arm out towards the Otorok, and the wood and iron being immediately adopts a faint golden glow. The blink of an eye. The shadowy figure vanishes without a trace. Quick combat. Oh, once again, nearly fate, nearly done, nearly and slain. Hmm. Now what I should probably save next time I go to Miles Wood to heal. Because I would not want to lose all this progress. It would be quite frustrating. Alright, 11 left. Another glowing one. Stop making them all glow. Ten left. Ten, nine. Right, that's two thirds of the way through now. Eight. Uh, keep healing, keep bash, heal, bash, bash. Do, do, do. Okay, at least. I mean. I mean, I mean, this place, I mean, if Pitypool's gone, oh, that would be terrible. Okay, and what's, there's four left now, four. Well, that was a very damaging round. And three, I think this, 
I think this is the place with the most of them. So if I can take this down, then I think I might be most halfway there. 9 XP from combat. It's always that from combat. Except sometimes it's 10. I guess it depends on whether it adapts to be a plus 11 or a plus 8. And also another 1,024 experience to general. As the last of the Okorok staggers and then crumbles to the ground at your feet, you step back and survey the interior of the tavern. Despite the brutal melee that took place here, the structure itself has suffered little damage. A thorough search of the tavern turns up no nothing of any additional interest with no clues regarding the fate of the missing villagers. Determined to yet liberate Hawklaw and get to the bottom of the sinister beings, you turn and make your way back outside. <sighs> At least Pyrrhapor got out. I mean, he's the tavern keep. I mean, who would hurt a tavern keep? Complete monster, that's who. Although, admittedly, I sort of knew that this guy, I'm pretty sure it's wound skin, is a complete monster, but still. I mean, even I would. I might even think he might hesitate to kill a tavern keep. But, I mean, he did do a lot of that in Silver Wisp, so. Yes. Alright, alright, wait a minute. Did I actually save in Marswood? Yep, gotta save here. That way. At the very least, those, th those, those three buildings are gonna remain cleared out. And just to check. Yep, nothing. After make, taking a few moments to be sure it's safe to leave, you step out of the merchantile into the deadly winter's chill. Alright, what's in the Hills Fleet Inn? Alright, just 11 here. I mean, I mean after, after the 24 in Stoneback Tavern, that looks like practically a relief. Alright, slaying that one. 10 left, that was a glowing one. Alright, on to the next one. Nine left. And keep keep them coming. It's another glowing one. And that fades for ten. Ten XP. Another one. Oh that was that went pretty smoothly for a, for a glowing one. I guess I stunned I guess I stunned it before it could adapt. Can't really tell. I don't know how they work out the quick combat. I guess they just run it. They run it automatically. With you just spamming attack. Which is really what you do most of the time anyway. Okurak. Four left. Now it's three left. It's another glowing one, but still slain. There's two left, and here comes the final one. 
is slain. Another nine combat experience and 1,024 experience to general. As the last of the Okorok staggers and then crumbles to the ground at your feet. You step back and survey the interior of the inn. Despite the brutal melee that took place here, the structure itself has suffered little damage. Though a search of the inn turns up nothing of any additional interest, and no clues regarding the fate of the missing villagers, determined to yet liberate Hawklaw and get to the bottom of this sinister business, you turn and make your way back outside. Okay, now it's gonna heal a bit. Next up is the village council building. The moment you step into a building, the sound of movement from every corner, the dark, frigid structure reaches your ears and fills you with dread. Striding silently out of the shadows on all sides, swiftly moving to surround you are ten Otorok. You quickly find yourself in a brutal fight for survival against the menacing legion of wood and iron beings. Quick combat that one. Yeah. I hope you don't think I'm cheating by quick combating, but that's that, that's how you do most fights in this game. Because as if you've probably noticed, it goes a lot quicker when you quit combat. That's why it's called quick combat. Because your combat is quick. And if you, and if you don't do it that uh, This might you might actually do better. It's another glowing Okorok. Because the main reason I do quick do it slow is so I can read read the little bit of texts. Because some types of enemies have multiple attacks, multiple specials, and some of them are quite surprising. Some of them say things. So you probably wanna just do it manually just so you can read that stuff. And also to see the attacks of your specials. There's another Ogurak. And there we are. That is the last of them. Ooh, to 6 XP. I guess that was killed before it could adapt. 1,024 experience to general. As the last of the Ultrarock staggers and then crumples to the ground at your feet, you step back and survey the interior of the building. Despite the brutal melee that took place here, the structure itself has suffered little damage. Though a search of the building turns up nothing of any additional interest, and no clues regarding the fate of the missing villagers, Determined to yet liberate Hawklaw and get to the bottom of this sinister business, you turn and make your way back outside. Alright, on to... I've done the council building. Alright, next up is the stables. Let's just hope the horses are okay, because 
they had nothing to do with this. The moment you step into the stable, the sound of movement from every corner of the dark, frigid structure reaches your ears and fills you with dread. Striding silently out of the shadows on all sides, swiftly moving to surround you. Fifteen, Okarak. You quickly find yourself engaged in a brutal fight for survival against a menacing legion of wood and iron beings. You defiantly fight fifteen of the Otorok, and this is the first. And heal. And keep taking out. Yep, nine XP. Keep, keep bashing and bashing and bashing them. Until they can bash no more. Eleven left. Ten left. Nine. Alright, heal, 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 heal. Eight, that's nearly half of them. I think that's more than half now. Seven, yep, more than half. Six. Five. Heal, heal, heal. Honestly, after this, after you've done this, most of the others aren't pretty much any other huge, huge conga line of Okorok is going to seem pretty relaxed. As I mean, even... Even the big enemy Congas, Congas in PG six didn't only I think only about two of them got over got over twenty four. So that was one of the longest enemy Congas in the game. Yes, yes, that that's a new term, enemy Conga. You know where you keep fighting enemies one at a time, but between each fight you have a brief opportunity to use healing magic. But you'll probably run out of healing magic if you're not careful. You take on too many congas at once. And that is that woe completed. Another nine combat experience, and more importantly, 1024 experience to general as the last of the Okorok staggers and then crumples to the ground at your feet. You step back and survey the interior of the stable. Despite the brutal melee that took place here, the structure itself has suffered little damage. A thorough search of the stable turns up nothing of any, it, nothing of any additional interest and no clues regarding the fate of the missing villagers. Determined to yet liberate Hawklaw and get to the bottom of this sinister business, we turn and make our way back outside. Alright, just two buildings left to go. Go to Mark's Mars Wood, heal, and save. Back to Hawklaw. I mean, I pro probably could have found somewhere else to west nearby. I mean, geographically speaking. But click-wise, Mileswood is about as close, as close as you can get. Next up is the church.
The moment you step into the church, the sound of movement from every corner, the dark, frigid structure reaches your ears and fills you with dread. Striding silently out of the shadows on all sides, swiftly moving to surround you are five Okura. You quickly find yourselves engaged in a brutal fight for survival against the menacing legion of wood and iron beings. So only five in the church. I guess, guess there must be something to worshipping Sithak after all. Not much of something, I mean, they're still here. But I guess, worship Sithak, you will have slightly less Oturak in your area. <laughs> yeah. But still, something to consider. Uh. Three left, yep. and keep bashing and bashing. One more bash to go. There we are. That's them all bashed, and another one thousand and twenty-four experience to general for clearing out the building. As the last of the Otorok staggers and then crum crumbles to the ground at your feet, you step back and survey the interior of the church. Despite the brutal melee that took place here, the structure itself has suffered little damage. A thorough search of the church turns up nothing of any additional interest, and no clues regarding the fate of the missing villagers. Determined to yet liberate Hawklaw and get to the bottom of this sinister business, you turn and make your way out back outside. Okay, only one place left to clear out, and that is the residence of Umlimir the Sage. The moment you step into the Sage's residence, the sound of movement from every corner, the dark, frigid structure reaches your ears and fills you with dread. Striding silently out on, out of the shadows on all sides, swiftly moving to surround you are five Okarok. You quickly find yourselves engaged in a brutal fight for survival against a menacing legion of wood and iron beings. Alright, just five in here. I think that's probably more due to this being a fairly small place because it's just one person's house. You probably can't fit that many Okarok in there, you know, unless you want them bumping into each other. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not really a master of the Okarok Tetris. You know, where you try to put, see how many Okarok can you fit in this building? Because <laughs> that would be a very silly game. So, quick combating that one. No damage at all. Nice. Slay this one. Some damage. Alright, it's a glowing one this time. You quickly find yourself confronted by another of the silent, sinister minions of Coratel. Though I don't think these ones work for Coratel. I think these ones work for Woundskin. Maybe Coratel made them, maybe he didn't. I mean, presumably, if one person can make Otorok, 
another person can make overwork. I mean, I mean, I don't think Woundskim doesn't look like the sort of person who would particularly respect intellectual property rights. I mean, I mean, he, he doesn't care. He doesn't even care about criminal law, let alone civil. <laughs> Suddenly, you catch sight of a thin figure moving through the shadows on the far side of the room. The figure thrusts a frail arm out towards the Oterok, and the wooden iron being immediately adopts a faint golden glow. And that apparently doubles its health. The blink of an eye, the shadowy finisher figure vanishes without a trace. Still, I got a quick combat it. And it worked. That's a nice surprise. Two left. This is the final O truck. Perhaps in the entire village. I mean I mean there's gonna be little houses in this village, but apparently they don't include me checking that. Because that could take hours. I mean, even if it is a small village with what? Population of maybe 300? Let's be 10 in a house. 30 houses? That seems possible. Let's see. 10, 30 houses. Each one fighting, say, 7 Okurak. Yes, yeah, so you have to fight 210 Oturok to clear the village. If, you know, you had to go in every building. What other, what other non-house buildings would there be? I mean, there's the church, the inn, the shop, the smithery, the village council building, and the tavern. Maybe there'll be a, probably a barn or two. Maybe granary? Well, the barn is pretty much a modern granary, so... There may be a few storehouses. Maybe some sort of manger? No, wait, no, a manger isn't a building. Oh. A brewery? Maybe there'll be a brewery? Probably somewhere to make... Probably a baker. There'll definitely be a baker. Around here somewhere. I mean, I can't, you can't you can't expect people to do all the feeding. No, he, he provides liquids. Yes, and probably someone to make. Probably maybe a little paleo place. Probably not a den because it's not big enough to support that. But somewhere somewhere to just store the paleo. Well, I, I, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, so it'll probably be maybe 50 buildings in the village. But anyway, this is the last Oterok. Quick combat it, and it is slain. 1,024 experience to general. Also, 6 XP to combat. Looks like I killed that one as well before it could adapt. As the last of the Oterok staggers and then stumbles to the ground at your feet, you step back and survey the interior of the sage's residence. Despite the brutal melee that took place here, the structure itself has suffered little damage. Just do a bit of healing now. You never know. 
a small womb at the back of the resident, the back of her residence, you make a gruesome discovery. Lying on the floor, a blue and a silver and blue tunic soaked with blood is Ulmir. Clutched in her hands is an iron wad. The weapon you assume she brought to bear in the last desperate stand against the invading Oswak. Why didn't you run? Nearly everyone else won. You place her arms across her chest and then offer a silent prayer on behalf of the fallen saint. Then, with anger welling up from within, you vow that you will one day see her death avenged. Now determined to rid the village of every last one of its sinister invaders, you turn and make your way outside. I think it's already done that. As you step back onto Hawklaw's silent, empty, snowbound thoroughfare, your eyes are immediately drawn across the lane. Across the thoroughfare, moving swiftly through a drift, knee-deep snow, is the frail, bent, staff-wielding man you previously encountered. He suddenly stops and looks in your direction. You persist in your betrayal, he says. His low, wavering voice, barely rising above the howl of the frigid wind that tears along the thoroughfare. You further a dangerous insult. The man, you assume is Galorus, raises his staff and twirls its knotted, its knotted end. In the blink of an eye, he vanishes, leaving no trace of himself behind on the deserted and snowbound lane. With a heavy heart and an uneasy sense of foreboding, you begin a final sweep of the village. It's nearly six hours after the defeat of the last Otorok and the departure of the man you believe to have been Galorus that the first of Hawklaw's citizens begin to return to the village. I guess it's during those six hours that I... That I checked all the other all the other buildings that aren't just just aren't particularly important for an adventurer, you know the regular people houses. Also, be kind of rude to just walk into everybody's house. I mean, this. I mean, most RPG characters get to do that. Just hello, why are you in my house? I'm the hero who's going to save the world. Oh. Well, go on then. I'll, I'll show. I'll show you around. Well, here's my life savings, and here's my here's my incredible here's here's some trinkets of incredible sentimental sentimental value. Oh yeah, here's here's that here's my wife's life savings. Here's the inheritance from my here's the inheritance from my dead grandma. Oh oh, you you, you just took them all. Saving the world, I guess so. I mean. Couldn't you just get that money from defeating monsters? Uh, yeah, but I like money. I, what, what are you even buying? You've bought, you already have all the best equipment. I can see it on you. What, I, I need money, so I have money. Also, I have this skill called, called Gilkos, where I just throw money at monsters. 
What? You're throwing money at the monsters? Yes, it's very damaging. Ugh, look. Look, could you at least throw the money you took from other monsters at the monsters? Look, I mean, I mean you, you've already ruined our economy by flooding it with all the weapons you sold. And all our, and all our, and all our healing elixirs are gone because you bought them all. Or something like that, yeah. Hmm. While making your way along the southern edge of the settlement, you meet Kaluin, the head of the village militia, leading a band of nearly a dozen men north towards the centre of Hawklaw. He strides up and meets you in a shoulder cross and then proceeds to listen with arms with wide eyes or as you relate as you relate to he and his men the details of your victory over the invading force. Kluian and those in his company are deeply saddened to learn, learn of the deaths of Knell and Umlir, fighting back tears, the head of the village militia Place his hand on your shoulder. Thanks you, and I thanks you. Again, to our rescue, he says. I'm afraid that our small corner of the world would know little apart from misery if not for your timely and truly heroic intervention, Zoops. We are, yet again, squarely in your debt, dear friend. Cullion told you the village was swiftly evacuated upon the first... On the first sighting of the invaders. He then orders his men to head back into the forest and retrieve the encamped villagers. Despite having sustained moderate damage during your epic campaign against the occupying Oakrug, and apart from the depths, deaths of Umnir and Gnell, the village has survived the incursion largely intact. Within hours of meeting Kalayan, smoke again pours from the chimneys of its buildings, and the dancing glow of the flames that frolic in the stone-backs fireplace spill out onto the well-trampled and newly cleared, cleared thoroughfare. Seated next to the tavern's warring fire with Corin, Pipathor, and two glorious, joyless, white, white-haired man, men who sit on the village's council, you will get again relate, relate a detailed account of the battle you waged to defeat the invading horde of Okorok. Two of our own are gone, but on my word they won't ever be forgotten, says Pipifor, referring to Gal the village smithery and Umlir the sage. I just pestered Gal last night. Last night about the dozen gold he owed me. Had a good laugh over it we did. We'll see our brother and sister, ordered as they ought to be. That's on my word. Collier nods, and the two council members mumble their, their agreement. As you rise from your seat, eager to stretch your legs, Curran summons you aside. That's you to describe from your previous encounters with the Otorok, taking care to remember only what you fear we should learn. Rate to him several of your past run-ins with the magical wood and iron beings. 
You make no mention of court or football in the account you deliver to Corwin. An age of wonder and wickedness, he mutters, shaking his head. Go on, Soup. Back to the fire, warm your bones. Be back in just a bit. There's a lot I've got to check on. They bid him farewell and heed his advice, only to find Pippafor awaiting your return with a frothy wagon. The tavern keep thrusts the vessel into your hand and tells you to keep your toes towards the fire. Frozen toes aren't befitting for a man of your standing, he snaps. You're not to get up again until you're half-roasted. You shout for me if you want anything. After several days, as life is beginning to return to Norman Hawklaw, you play a visit to Corin and tell him you'll be setting off on your way. The head of the village militia again thanks you and says that he hopes to never see another Okuok for as long as he lives. You know more about them than anyone, or so it seems, he says, making mention to several of the accounts you related to him about the sinister creations. I pray we've seen the last of them in these parts. Do you think we have? With no desire to give him false hope. False hope. You shake your head and firmly proclaim that you do not. And that finishes this adventure. We called A Village Deserted with 3,072 experience to general and 1,024 experience to all skills and powers. Let's see, is there anything that's looked down the list? A dark prelude. It seems like that is the next adventure in this series. But of course there's a lot of adventures going on here that aren't part of the series. So. But until then. I have once again saved... And farewell, fellow adventurers. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.